Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date in the world of social media. Today, we are joined by our friend Shannon Hernandez. And he's here today to help us understand how you can use the power of podcasting to grow your business. We're going to be discussing the state of the podcasting industry today and the success stories he's seen along the way, what drives listeners to press play on a new show or a podcast. And we're going to ask for Shannon's recommendations for the best tech and tools to help you get starting with your podcasting journey today. So you want to stay tuned if you're interested in learning about the potential podcast have for marketing your business. Uh, And like I said, tag a friend or a business that you think needs to hear about these updates too. So Shannon, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you being here today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be on uh, the social media news live show. I <laughs> mean, right. uh, I, I, I'm, I'm big on it because, um, you know, you and I have been communicating since you decided to since you you basically birthed the idea. Like, mm-hmm. you're like uh, you know, I want to get this all started. So it's very cool to be uh, on your show. Yeah. And fun fact, if you listen to social media news live podcast, that is Shannon at the beginning uh, doing the and the end, the the calls to action. So that's his voice. And he put all that together. He's an incredible sound designer. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. But if you don't know Shannon, Shannon is a 20 plus year radio veteran. He's a podcaster and a podcast producer. He's with his work at radio broadcasting. He's got the knowledge and the experience to bridge traditional media tactics and strategies with developing online content and marketing. Uh, you can find his videos on podcasting and podcast marketing on YouTube, just like our friend Chris Stone talked about. And he currently holds down the weeknight time slot for 98 KUPD FM and is the current sound designer. I no, he's not current he is the sound designer with me and he helps me out with guys kawasaki's remarkable people podcast amazing sound if you love the sound of that uh, podcast he is a big part of that so shannon welcome to the show today awesome thank you for having me jeff i appreciate that wonderful and colorful intro (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a lot of our Shan Man friends in the audience for people that are just meeting you now for the first time. I want to know, I want to ask for them, what inspired you to get started with podcasting and tell us about your first show? So my first podcast um, and what inspired me to get started with podcasts was many years ago. I wouldn't say it's nearly as as long as podcasting, you know, is as when it bur- when it was started, but it was maybe a few years after that. It was about five years after podcasting was becoming a thing. You know, there were already people like uh, I mean, there were already people doing podcasting and they were just basically sharing files back and forth. And uh, for the most part, when I saw it, I saw podcasting as this new uh, wild, wild west of radio. That's the way I saw it. And so I thought to myself, well, this is an interesting medium because where we are limited on radio in what we can say, not necessarily what the content and what we could say, but how we say it, or in other words, using cuss words, um, <laughs> you know, I thought, well, we could basically get on radio and we could talk about whatever we want without any type of censorship. And so that was really kind of the inspiration of me wanting to start a podcast. And I remember years ago when I first decided to start a podcast, I was lost, probably just like, you know, people um, are now maybe a lot more back then um, compared to today. But for the most part, it was a very primitive platform. Most people didn't know how to get on to podcasting. They didn't know how to submit your podcast into uh, a syndication platform. And so 
uh, I was starting on very basic hosting ground and I forget what the website even was to even host your audio. Um, I, I was trying to figure it out last <laughs> night. I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, ah, what was that hosting platform? I couldn't figure it out, but it was very primitive. And when I started, I thought, well, I really want to take this to the next level. And really those first podcasts were basically me testing out. It's always been uh, for me a test to help people uh, you know, shave time off the process of launching a podcast. So I'm always the, the guinea pig, as so to speak. <laughs> so I, I go through and I go, okay, this didn't work. This is why they should do it this way. That's why when I create videos on my YouTube channel, I say, do it this way. And then when someone comes back and disagrees with me and they say, well, I would do it this way. And I'm like, well, I've done it that way. <laughs> and it's not going to work the best for you. So um, just because I haven't made it public doesn't mean that it's, you know, uh, you know, something that you should do. So the very first podcast that I started was a podcast with my friend, Jimmy. He was uh, a radio broadcaster uh, for Phoenix in, uh, for 98 KUPD. He was a part-timer. He was full-time at one point in time. And we saw this untapped land that we were like, what? this is land grabbing right now. We need to do something with podcasting. And we start a podcast called the 20 minute podcast. Now the 20 minute podcast wasn't necessarily the, uh, I guess it was not the business friendly podcast. It was very, very racy. It was very morning show uh, geared towards like kind of a morning show. Right, right. We had a lot of sound effects. There was a lot of, um, you know, sound design. It sounded like what you would hear, um, you know, on your local radio station. It had the sweepers, the bumpers, had all those things, all of these elements that we could we used in radio. And that's the way I saw it. Uh, so that was my very first podcast, but I had discovered that there was such a difficulty in trying to get more listeners and trying to get more people mm. to uh, subscribe to the podcast. And while we did have a listener base, I wanted to know more. I wanted to uh, take it to the next level and I wanted to and I figured if I was going to do this, I needed to either start my own podcast or I needed to start producing podcasts for other people. So that's where um, a lot of the genesis of wow, how I got involved in this space. Awesome. So tell me where you uh, where you started making that connection between podcasting and business, like where you started helping businesses use podcasting as as part of their marketing. Right. So uh, it, it wasn't even really a podcast thing that I got involved with. A friend of mine at the time, uh, many years ago, uh, I was living in a house uh, south of here. Jeff, Jeff actually has has yeah, visited that house yeah. at one point. Yeah, he's been there. Um, I live in a completely different place now. But either way, uh, a friend of mine, I, I, he, he reached out to me one day and he was watching something on Creative Live. And it just so happened to be Lewis Howes and James Wedmore and Amy Porterfield all talking about building and creating a digital business for yourself and helping other people. And I thought to myself, well, this is a great opportunity for me to showcase and share my knowledge about podcasting and audio because podcasting i didn't look at podcasting as as a means of like oh we can create a true crime podcast i looked at it as like this is radio this is radio 2.0 this is radio plus you know this mm -hmm. is this is something that we can do in radio we can we can talk about whatever we want but i also saw it as like business owners saying like okay well i'm just going to get on a podcast and i'm just going to speak into a microphone and that's all we're going to do without any clear indication <clears throat> or understanding that there are specific elements from radio that we are using to drive people directly to whether it be a landing page. But it wasn't back then for radio wasn't a landing page. It was buy tickets to this event, buy tickets to that event, come to our event where we are going to be collecting toys for tots or whatever mm -hmm. it may have been. And we were utilizing that already in radio. And I figured, well, if that works in radio, why can't that work in podcasting? And so that's when I decided for me to invest in learning how to develop my own business. And within that time of that creative live webinar, I had my mind blown so much about how you could not only just make money online, but for me, it wasn't about the making money. It was about serving and helping other people. I know that sounds very cliche and it does, but that's really what it was because for me, uh, being a radio broadcaster isn't my first career. I was actually a high school English teacher at one point in time, and teaching is actually my very first love. So that's where a lot of this came to be, and that's where a lot of this kind of uh, melted and uh, meshed together, and I was able to bring something that – two things that I really love, teaching and, and radio broadcasting, and bring it into the business world and help business owners uh, launch, develop, and grow their podcast. 
Yeah, I think the first time I met Shannon, we actually he was at was at Podcast Movement, I think, or we we knew each other before that in Google Plus, but we that was the first time we met like in real life. So, uh, but he is a great teacher. So I, I make sure you guys go to his website at theshanman.com. Um, and check that out because uh, there's a lot of great resources over there. Uh, we have some people that I want to give a shout out before we uh, hit the, the first section. Um, we've got Amy going, go, Shan, man. You got your whole crew here, uh, Shannon. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Um, and, of course, uh, our favorite Sabrina is here saying hi. It's Sabrina. Hi, Sabrina. Welcome to the show again. Thank you. Uh, uh, Michael says, one of the best radio DJs on KUPD. So, Hope there none of the go. other DJs are watching because that's, you know, that's throwing the gauntlet down right there. <laughs> and our friend Mia Voss Thanks, saying uh, podcast wisdom here. And we got all sorts of people saying, uh, you know, props to uh, the Shan man. So uh, very, very cool. Oh, uh, yeah. My people are here. Yeah. That's my right. Lionel Montague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Garen over at LinkedIn says this. How do you guys look all so amazing on camera? Well, it's I have to glue the beard on very early in the morning, but on that <laughs> strand, on that point, strand by strand, strand by right, strand, strand by strand, yeah. it takes a lot of time. Um, yeah. One of the reasons is we use Ecam, and they actually are the sponsor of the show. And if you'd like to find out more about them, make sure you guys go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecam. But they just released this brand new uh, update to their software, so if you're on a Mac, it's a no brainer. If you want to do a show, do presentations, it's incredible. It lets you do these custom shows, these overlays, lets me switch screens um, they just added like a screen share overlay with this new version uh, exporting your profile so i can actually export it and go uh, put it to my laptop for when i'm doing remote producing uh, has all these different options for uh, interviews like i was able to bring up you know, shannon's you know url so it's just really really cool so if you haven't checked it out you need to it's a brand new update go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam thank you so much ecam for being a sponsor of the show love the product so so very much so uh, that's one of the ways we look great on cameras with Ecamm, but we're going to get into <laughs> hardware later on the show. So stick around because uh, we are going to give our tips and what we use. And my, uh, Shannon actually helped me get my very first mic back in the day uh, when I first started once again on yeah. Google plus on Google plus folks. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back um, in the day, back I'm still in the using day. that same mic. <laughs> it's a great mic. I mean, I just, this, uh, we'll talk about it later, but anyway, um, so let's, let's jump right into this section because it's kind of funny. I, Grace came up with this, uh, title for this section and it's very true. Podcasts are always the next big thing. So Grace, yeah. this is funny. Tell us about it. Well, I can't, I can't take credit for the title. It was actually the title of an article in Vulture. It was podcasting is always the next best big thing. And it actually charts the 16 year history of podcasting. They credit Ben Hammersley from The Guardian coining the term in 2004. And, and it's stuck since then. And this uh, article tracks the golden ages, the peaks, the rise and falls. And it's really funny because it goes year by year of saying like podcasting is dead. Podcasting is back again. <laughs> here's, here's this, you know, so we've, we, us that have been listening to podcasts for a very long time have been on a very long emotional journey. Um, <laughs> but you know, podcast statistics today show that the medium is exploding in more countries and is bigger than ever. Edison research, uh, can, concluded that there are about 104 million podcast listeners in the U.S. alone. Status, Statica uh, projections also report that there are actually 132 million listeners by uh, 20, uh, 2022. And eMarketer shows that this will be a 20% increase over the next four years. And actually, I had a question lined up for you, but I like Chris Stone's question here in the comments, so we can bring it up. He asks, how far has the struggle come in relation to people understanding what a podcast is and how to listen to it? And how far do we have to go? I think that's a fantastic question. Because when I first started listening, it was back in 2006. I was a new mom. I was home. I discovered podcasts and I've been stuck on them ever since. And I remember not being able to talk about it because like no one really knew, like, what are you talking about? Like, or who are these people? Right. How so, to get it on your Zoom us, player. How do you move yeah. it to your Zoom? <laughs> I had to move the dial on the on the yeah. iPad, on yes. the iPod, right? Really so, hard. yeah. So back yeah. to the question, how far has the struggle come and how far do we have to go is what Chris asks. You know, 
Uh, that's a great question, Chris, because um, I've always been the big believer and my what I believe doesn't necessarily always translate to what people are looking at on the Internet. And typically what ends up happening is that years later, what I've always believed comes to light later down the line. And people are like, oh, this is like the biggest new thing. I'm like, no, that's always existed. It just has not been in pop culture for the most part. And that struggle of understanding what a podcast is and how you can access that those files and access those those audio files to to consume have become a lot easier these days with the uh with the innovation that we have created or at least people have created to be able to access podcasts um it has become a lot easier the barrier of entry is far more easy these days to access a podcast versus hey i have to go to apple podcasts or back then itunes i have to go to itunes right. and i have to download it onto my ipod and then i gotta go find the file and i gotta get the wheel and i have to you know i have to go <laughs> and i have to find it these days it has become so easy that we when you someone says hey you know subscribe to my podcast well not even subscribe anymore it's called follow my right. podcast follow my podcast uh you know follow my podcast it's on directly on an app whether it be Apple Podcasts, whether that be Spotify. And when we start start seeing um, this ubiquitous nature of content being available everywhere, that's when it becomes easy. But I would also say that without that uh, ability and that ubiquity of uh, file uh, files being accessible, mm -hmm. pop culture plays a really big role in that. Whenever you have guys like Stephen Colbert, or you have the nightly news talking about, hey, we've got a podcast, subscribe on our website or or follow on yeah. our website. You, This is where you can get your podcast. That is when you know that the struggle is not that much of a struggle because now podcasting just becomes another option of consumption. Mm -hmm. And so where we see where, you know, we I've, I've been through this, iteration many different times uh you know especially when it came to satellite radio and people are like oh no one's gonna go to satellite radio gotta pay for that and <laughs> uh you know it, you know and then here we are you know satellite radio is still around you know it's like right. you know it's not going away it just creates another option of consumption whether you're <clears throat> whether you're listening to radio whether you're listening to music whether you like talk radio whether you like uh whether you like shows about specifically about netflix it you know, it could be either on satellite, it could be on podcasting, it could be on radio. It just depends. It's just another option of consumption. And the more that there is this uh, availability of consumption, more and more people will discover. It. And the more that pop culture brings it into the lexicon of everyone's everyday lives, that's when we'll start seeing it become a lot easier. It'll just become something every day. So one of the things that I wanted to, to pull up uh, that Grace had when she was doing some research, she said that uh, this discoverpods.com said uh, data shows that 66% of people prefer listening to podcasts over watching TV or social media. I get social media, but TV, really? So that's, and, and books. I mean, so it's like, it's really interesting to me that, you know, like 79% of people listen to podcasts while commuting or while doing housework. Uh, and, but we know that like, podcast listening kind of went down when people were no longer commuting as much in 2020 because we were all stuck at home watching the end yeah. of Netflix. Um, and we saw the rise of social audio over this period. So that I, I want to kind of switch it. I mean, I get that, you know, we we're stuck at home. We didn't have the commute. It kind of went down. It kind of, then it kind of started trending back up again, but then the social audio came about, which is kind of like, yeah, um, you know, it's, it's podcasting, but it's not because a lot of them weren't allowing you to record, but now they are. I mean, it's just, so what do you think about social audio as, you know, a radio guy, a podcast producer, do you think it has legs or do you think it was just, it's what we needed at the time? Do you want my real feelings? Real. That we yes. Keep want it clean. Keep feelings. it clean. <laughs> real feelings. We're you know, uh, real feelings. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Uh, I really didn't have an opinion one way or another when it came to, say, Clubhouse, when Clubhouse came right. out. I thought, oh, this is a really cool thing. But being a guy in radio, I saw it as like, oh, this is just another form of live radio now. And that was really where my mind went because um, the medium of radio and TV has always existed. Just the modality of how we deliver it might change a little bit, but the base of it is always going to be the same. I, I believe, I know I'm talking kind of like in, you know, uh, in nebulous uh, terms, but that's really how I see it is that it's just, it's always the same, but it's just delivered a different way. Now that we have social audio like clubhouse. And of course um, 
that for me at the time was something that I was not interested in getting involved in uh, because there was not that ability to record your conversations over Clubhouse. And so then I'm over here rigging up, you know, hey, right, I, I can rig this, rigging up my phone and putting it through my mixing board and seeing like I can record audio. And then Clubhouse is like, no, you can't record audio. That's against the rules. And I was like, I don't know who's coming up with these BS rules, but uh, <laughs> you really need to put that this audio up there because that's what people are looking for. Because when when Clubhouse came to to light, I was like, this is appointment setting listening. And that is what radio is already doing. If you've ever listened to the radio, whether you're listening to traditional terrestrial radio or you're listening to Sirius XM or whatever it may be, that is just radio consumption. You know that there is an appointment setting segment within that program itself, especially with terrestrial radio, because if you like, for example, my uh, my shift has uh, two appointment setting uh, segments within the five hour period that I talk. One of them happens to be called the eight o'clock shuffle. And the other one, of course, is what you hear probably all over the nation, but it's mandatory Metallica. So those two appointment setting segments within that particular uh, shift itself allows people to come and gather and listen. And that's where you're getting a lot of people who will consume. And that is the highest point of listening. Uh, eight o'clock shuffle starts at 8 p.m. Obviously, I play four songs on shuffle from my phone and people get to hear songs that they don't typically get to hear on terrestrial radio or even say satellite radio. And so that's what keeps them glued in. That's what's supposed to keep them glued in. I saw Clubhouse as another means of appointment listening where people come in, you you make an event and you come and you right. say, okay, we're gonna be talking specifically today about uh, building graphics inside of Adobe, uh, Adobe Illustrator versus using say Canva. And we will break down each step, blah, 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 blah. You can make the description, whatever you want. And those people who are interested in graphic design will attend that particular, um, that clubhouse or now it's a Facebook you know, audio room or Twitter, uh, you know, Twitter spaces and people would come and they would consume. But what, what the beauty of it was is that it was just like radio. It was just like radio where you had a host and you had a co-host, but then the dynamic of bringing in callers to discuss and ask questions or being on stage that the dynamic changed. And when clubhouse said, you can't record audio. I was like, you guys got to get whatever you got going on over there together <laughs> right, right. because this is what it is. And so the ability to have a live call in show, it was like a mesh. Remember the days, Jeff, where it was like in Google plus you could bring people in. Right. Um, and you would talk, but you couldn't, but you could read the comments like what we're doing here, but mm -hmm. bringing people in that engagement was just took it to another level. I thought that was huge. So in 2020, because we saw podcasting kind of start dipping because the commute was a little bit different, more people started investing in learning about how to do live audio. Will I say that live audio is the best thing for everyone? No, because P I mean, I hate to sound like this but most people suck as presenters they don't know how to present <laughs> right. and there's a lot of dead air and they're like oh wait hang on and then you hear shuffling in the background they're trying to do something and it's like they don't know how to keep a conversation moving does it mean that i think they suck no they just need practice they need to learn how to keep a conversation moving they need to know when to pause so this different dynamic of creating audio on the go on the fly adds a whole new element of presentation because there's zero editing. Now you can edit everything in post-production, but the presentation of how you deliver that message is a whole other level of present uh, presentation mm -hmm. when it comes to doing social audio. Yeah. I, so, and I don't poo poo anything cause I think you can build a, a network wherever. Um, like we built, we, a lot of our business uh, comes from Google Plus, if you trace it back, actually. I mean, you know, you're working on guys Kawasaki's thing because we know those people from back when we were in Google Plus. And so I think um, you can build, it's like, if you can build relationships on Clubhouse, you know, go for it because I think you can do it anywhere. So I'm not going to poo-poo yeah. it. Um, Dustin did say that uh, recording on Twitter Spaces is now available. So there's an option if you like that kind of, um, you know, if you, if you love social audio and you want to record it, you can on, on Twitter spaces and he knows what he's talking about. Gary uh, asked this. Well, first he says he started a podcast focusing on small business at um, his company and it's a lot of fun to work on. Yeah. Podcasts are fun, Gary, but kudos to you for starting a podcast. That's, that's awesome. He also asked, do you think there is uh, any benefits to doing a full interview transcript for podcasts 
SEO. And we're going to get into podcast SEO in a minute. So let's sit on that question because um, I, I, that's a big subject that I want to talk about. But I want to go into why do people listen to podcasts? Like why, why, why would they not just turn on the radio? What is it about podcasts that is different? Um, what are your thoughts, Shannon? Right. Uh, it's, you know, what it is, is that is there's always the two things that come back to the days of Google plus. And I mean, I'm sure <laughs> Dustin Stout can, he'll get he on us for that. This. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He'll get on. But this is always what it's been, man. It's always been, I'm there to consume either something that's going to educate me or it's going to entertain me. That's it. And most consumption of podcasts is being you're educating and entertaining at the same time. The old term would have been edutainment. You would be edutaining someone uh, because radio is so, such a different medium. Not I mean, I wouldn't say it's that different, but the purpose of radio is a little bit different because what we're dealing with is something that is more local, whether now if you're doing something national, the purpose might be a little bit different for the medium of how we want to get more listeners, how we want more people to consume. But like say on a local level, if you're talking about uh, music radio itself, the purpose is to deliver the music, to deliver something in the background that is going to keep people's day occupied. And the, the secondary purpose is to make people aware of what is going on with that radio station and the events that are associated with that radio station signal. Now, when we look at podcasting and we flip this on its head, what is the purpose of a podcast? Well, now it's a little bit different. Each individual podcaster may have a different purpose for their podcast, depending on what they are doing. So, you know, for the specific purposes of this particular video that we're doing, we're talking to business owners and business owners likely are looking for either leads. They're looking for business. They're looking for something. And so the purpose there is a little bit different. And so what they deliver has to be more in education. Now, can they be entertaining in the same sense? Yeah, absolutely. But what they deliver is in education. I look at podcasting as uh, I kind of I like to always use the example of Costco because everyone is familiar with Costco in the respect that when you walk into Costco, when you could walk into Costco and go to the sample, you know, the sample bar where the almonds or the, you know, I don't know, pigs in a blanket or the pizza rolls are, and they'll give you one or two pizza rolls. That's something that is free, right? That's something that is to entice you to go ahead and possibly buy that big box uh, or bag of almonds, <laughs> right. right? So you, so let's think about it. Like I do the same thing. It's like, I go and I get like a little cup of three almonds and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to go get like three more. You know, I'm going to get, you, know, you just keep, <laughs> getting them and eventually you're like okay either you're gonna buy the bag of almonds or you're not and so that free sample is always something that you're going to uh try and give to the consumer this speaks very similarly to when it comes to podcasting you are giving a sample of your knowledge of what you know about your space giving it for free to the uh, person who is interested in starting up a business or in Dustin's case, maybe it's graphic design and you're sharing, Hey, this is where I get fonts. This is where, this is where I learned how to do uh, this particular uh, trick inside of uh, Adobe illustrator. You're giving this knowledge, but what the real purpose is, is that you're trying to get them into some type of sales funnel. And so that's where you're really working on it. Uh, that's what a business owner would do. Now, as far as say en entertainment is concerned, uh, I've always said that content is the most important thing. Uh, back in the day, they would say content is king. People are still saying content is king. <laughs> it, it really is. It, it is a kind of a thing. If you can build a really great content that has zero sales uh, associated with it, but you can implement some form of, uh, I, I guess, uh, I, 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 it's still early in the morning. I can't even think of the words <laughs> right now, but just something that is, that is a kind of a lead magnet of right. sorts say, right. Hey, you know, get a free trial to this, go download this on our website, you know, the shaman.com, 98kupd.com, social media live, uh, .com, things like that. And people go there, they get involved within your funnel, but you're still entertaining them for the most part. Maybe you're talking about, uh, it's a true crime podcast. And you're talking about the best, you know, the five, 
best worst murders or something like right, that. Right. But then somewhere inside there, you're saying, okay, we have this guide that will walk you through each and every step of what the police do. I don't know if that's the thing, but you know, you right, know what right, I'm right, saying? Right. You're giving something that is of value. So that's really where I look at it. So it's interesting because Gary says uh, there's a few podcasts that he listens to. He's over on YouTube and he goes a marketplace from APM, tons of stories to find leads for subject matter experts. So he's got like ones that he goes to daily. And a lot of people are like that. In fact, you know, some of the stats are like, like you mentioned this, like 74% of people go to listen to podcasts to learn new things. It's education. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's entertainment. Of course, there's a lot of, uh, you know, entertainment podcasts, but that's great for businesses because people are actively listening to learn. And, you know, Mia talks about in the comments, how important the presentation skills are. If you can present a good, decent podcast, you can get leads for your business. You can get, you know, that incoming funnel, like you were talking about Shannon, that uh, because people are, are searching for, knowledge with podcasts. So um, that leads me to, I mean, that leads Grace to this next question, which I'm going to let her take because it's a great one. Yeah. I was wondering what really take, what does it take to get someone to press play on that podcast? Because there's a podcast that I've been listening to for years over years. And then there's only so many hours a day. So I have to like, I have to eliminate one to introduce a new one. But as I'm looking through, I always see what's like new and up and coming. And so some research that we looked at said that a podcast description is the key factor to getting new listeners to hit play on a one to 10 scale 10. It was rated as 10 most critical for for someone playing a new podcast was having that spot on description. Other things that people mentioned in the survey were the titles, like the titles had to be intriguing, frequency, ratings and reviews. So, you know, you hear a lot of podcasts asking for rating review on Apple Podcasts. This is why, right? Artwork, the name, and then familiar with the guests. And so like on our podcast avatar, you know, Jeff's picture is there. People know Jeff, like they recognize him from everything else he's doing. But he's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. For those of you guys who are listening on the podcast, I am a beautiful man. I got Shannon to say it. Yes, he is a beautiful man. He has a face for podcasting. Exactly. Uh, And then the other one is the host. So I know everyone's here for me. So, yeah. What? So, in your opinion, Shannon, in your expert opinion, I should say, what do you think is something that businesses and marketers should be prioritizing as they are publishing this content and trying to get people, because let's say you, you got the subject matter, you've got the presentation, you've got incredible co-hosts like Jeff does. How do you get people to play? Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, you have to really break it down into the nuts and bolts of the process of what the listener experience is going to be going through because the listener experience doesn't start obviously when they're listening, the listener experience starts, like you said, when they look at the description or they look at the title of something. And so as a podcaster or a content producer, you as the producer have to come up with, uh, the title, especially, you know, when we talk about, if we're going to talk about SEO later on down the line, we could talk about that, but Uh, you know, something that is going to catch someone's eye, something that is going to be a common question that um, is asked over and over, or, you know, these are the three reasons why podcasting is, uh, is starting to fade away. I mean, I I don't know if that would be something that someone is going to listen to, but, you know, here are the three reasons why podcasting is going to be going away in the next two years. Someone might click play and go like, I want to hear what this guy is going to be saying, because, what a jerk he's 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 dumb but then it's really it could be almost clickbaity at that time but there might be an actual reason why that host thinks that podcasting might be fading away we won't that it's not obviously but that could be a reason and you see this all the time in descriptions and in titles of podcasts the description should be i always say to people the description should always be it should look like kind of like a netflix style uh, description. It's not too long. It's not too short, but it gives the basic gist of what you would be discussing in that. And it's supposed to be a tease. Teaser, uh, descriptions are always teasers of what you know a Netflix show is about. I mean, right. you don't get the whole movie in the description. You get the tease of what it's about. Uh, you know, George. You know, George is a man who is uh, you know who is a, a stay-at-home father who has his daughter kidnapped by five terrorists, and George George's old training in becoming a Navy SEAL uh, may bring him, uh, may, may help him bring his daughter back. I mean, it's just a tease. I mean, it doesn't give right. you the whole story, that description. So you would want to use those descriptions. But 
if we were to now take it to the listener experience when someone says, oh, I want to know what George is going to do and who he's going to you know, mess up. Right. Uh, they'll, they'll click play. And so then from that point forward, we look at podcasting from an audio standpoint. Uh, we look at that from the, the, the perspective of we need to have a good lead. We need to have a good, something that is going to capture their attention. Uh, there are many different opinions about this. Podcasters will say like, I need to have a, you know, a, a one minute description of what this podcast is going to be about versus say a storytelling podcast where they just jump right into the content and they say like, you know, they, they jump into the most gory, nutty details of a true crime podcast and people are like hooked automatically. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, say for a business podcast, you would want to identify the problem and say, and maybe, maybe what you do is say, these are my solutions of what I've done, but this is why we're bringing in Grace because she's going to talk to us more about what pitfalls you should be looking out for when it comes down to blogging. So, uh, and what she has done to uh, make a successful blog that generates so much money or whatever it may be. Right. And that might actually bring someone in and say like, oh yeah, I want to know what Grace has to say. Interesting. You know, every time you're talking about that, I kept thinking to like, in a world, Curious George fights back. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, some, <laughs> I guess some that monkey you like taken. Anyway, so I have a twisted, <laughs> sick mind. Um, so in we've got world. a bunch of <laughs> great questions that I want to bring uh, in from. Dustin, uh, the, has a, Dustin has a great question and it ties into Gary's question. If I, it says um, he wants, uh, Dustin wants to know, do you publish a dedicated web page for each podcast episode, like a blog post? And this ties into Gary's uh, question earlier about the benefits of doing a full interview transcript for a podcast episode for the purpose of generating that SEO and getting people to discover you, discoverability. So talk to us about as far as like you've published the podcast, what do you need to, what else do you need to put out there to drive interest in it, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, there is, I, I've been trying to make this clear to podcasters that there is a difference in the show notes of the, of the description, what you would actually be consuming, say in Spotify or Apple podcasts versus the transcript itself. And so what we have seen over the years is that, um, we've seen an evolution of how this works. You've, you've seen back in the day when this was a big thing about, uh, hey, you have to have the full show transcripts on your website. And people are like, I am not transcribing that entire thing. I am not paying $60 for this to, to transcribe right, right. something. You know, they're, they're like, I'm not doing that. And uh, who's going to read any of that? It wasn't necessarily about reading the transcript. It was more about the SEO, what the Google bots are crawling on your website. So to answer that question from Dustin is that, uh, you know, you should have like, say on a blog, you should have your uh, podcast episode above the fold. So I think that should be the very first thing because you're trying to get some listens. And if you can, if you can get someone to click play and they go, oh, I want to keep hearing more, that's great. But then below that should be your show notes, that that little Netflixy types description of what the show is about, and include links inside there uh, that would may lead people to go to a landing page or to some type of resource that people are looking for. Those are great for SEO. They're great for click links on your website, whatever it may be. All right. Uh, then below that, I would have the transcriptions. Now, a lot of people here have WordPress websites and, um, you know, th there's, I don't know if there's plugins. I haven't had a WordPress website in years, so I don't know what this is like anymore, but I do know that on my platform, I use Kajabi. Kajabi implemented, um, they implemented a podcasting feature on their platform. And within that feature itself, they gave you a section to put your transcripts inside of their website. But it was, as it appeared on the front end, it showed the player, it showed the description, and then below that showed the transcripts. But the transcripts were placed in a box down below and it was grayed out. So, it, and it said like, it says transcripts. That's all it says. It says transcripts and then all you see are uh, time codes and that's where you can put your transcripts. No one is going to read a transcript. They may see something inside there that is going to be exists, but we're utilizing that for SEO so that when someone does a search inside of Google, that maybe some of the density of those words or how many times something is repeated shows up in a Google search and someone says, oh, like uh, maybe I do want to listen to this and they come upon your podcast. This has happened to me with YouTube videos that I've created on YouTube and it still speaks true when it comes down to putting uh, transcripts inside of your 
your podcast or I'm sorry, your website for your podcast. I think it is very important that you do that. Buzzsprout does the same exact thing on their platform. Uh, they're a great hosting platform if you're deciding to do hosting, but they also have that feature where you can put transcripts and it's just, it's, it's placed, you know, down below everything else. So yeah, it's huge. It's huge for SEO. It's huge for mm -hmm. gathering uh, more listeners. And if you have not optimized those pages individually on your, your website as a blog, uh, I would, I would suggest and recommend that you do so because you're going to get traffic to those. If you start driving and you're promoting on social media, you're going to get traffic and people will be interested in what you have to say. So there's a question that I want to bring from Anita Wong. She says, uh, I've just started a new live stream uh, show and wanted to create a podcast from it, kind of like what we do here. Uh, I currently stream with Restream, so I, I download the audio. Should I just record an intro and just join them together? What are your thoughts on that, Shannon? Uh, let me reread that again. So I currently stream with Restream so I can download the audio. Should I record an intro and just join them together? Uh, together? Yeah. You can do, yeah, you can, you can do whatever you want. Honestly, um, at the end of the day, your podcast is what you want to make of it. However, I would always, I tell my students, I say, uh, you don't leave them in the dark. Um, maybe you want to record something that is very quick. It's 15 seconds. I always think in radio terms, people have short attention spans. Uh, let's think about how you consume audio. People do not sit through a one minute int introduction of like, oh, so today we're going to be talking about this. And this is where we did this, this, this and this. Because at the end of the day, who's not pressing the fast forward button 30 seconds, right? They're pushing. They're always they're either pushing that. I mean, I am at least I'm like, I don't want to hear this. I, I want to get to the content. So if you can make it as short as possible today, we're going to be talking with uh, Ian Anderson Gray, and he's going to be talking to us about, you know, I mean, I don't know if Ian's into this, but he's going to be talking to us about the best coffee that you could consume on a hot summer day. I don't know. I mean, something like that, <laughs> but it's going to be something that is going to be so short, right. so short that it just gets to the content. So that's what I would recommend that you do. Make that intro short and then just get to the content because that's what people are looking for. So, Grace, follow up with that next question, because I think that I really am interested in to see what being what he just said. Uh, as far as planning your podcast. Well, format, the, the, or? the hooking a new listener. So he oh, said yeah. short is important. So, yeah. Yeah. So there was some, this was from the podcast host.com. They said that podcasters have five minutes to engage 27.5% of their listeners. How they found that stat, I have no idea. <laughs> While 23% will listen to, will give you less than a minute. So how mm -hmm. long does it take a, uh, to hook a new listener into the show? Like I know when it comes to live streaming, there's a format that we follow, which is like, you start with the why, like why do they want to listen to us? And then we go into the intro and then we go into our sponsor message and we have the specific format. When it comes to creating this podcast format, the how long does it take? How long should you get into like hooking that that listener? <laughs> like almost immediately, you should be getting into it. Like, like I said before, I am always the test subject for my students, and I have created. So I have a podcast called the Podcast Therapist. You know, um, uh, and I I create it when I have value, and when I created those podcasts, I I tested the idea of doing a one minute intro, and people are like, uh. -uh. No, one minute intro. No, get to what you're talking about. Same goes for YouTube videos. When I was creating YouTube videos, they want that information now. They want to get into it. They because they're looking for the answer. Who has time? We don't right. have time. None of us have time. So they're looking for that answer and they want to be able to consume it right away. Now, uh, people will make time for you in their day. So if you can get to the point or you can get started and hooking them by getting them with an eye coming from radio would say coming from radio, you have to get them within the first 15 to 20 seconds. That's fast. You have to get them immediately into that because I know when I listen to podcasts and the reason why I don't listen to podcasts is because people don't get to the point. I listened to a podcast a while back where they were, they got on, they said, Hey, they did this whole welcome. We're here at this place. We're doing this podcast. And I was waiting for what they were going to be talking about, and they never got to it, never got to it. And I was like, what am I doing wasting my time listening to this podcast? Like, I can, there's other things. I, I thought the, the description was fine. The title right. was fine. The presentation was not. And that's where the disconnect was. So you've got to be in my, you got to keep the listener in mind. Uh, from years of doing radio, it's always been about the listener. It has never been about me. It has always been about the listener. 
what I can bring to the listener, my knowledge, my humor, my entertainment, whatever it may be, I, that is my talent. That's why they call radio personalities talent. Your talent is to be able to disseminate that information, that entertainment, but it's always about your listeners. So keep your listener in mind, keep in mind what their behaviors are on the other side of the microphone for you, you know, they're on their headphones. Keep in mind what they may be doing. They may be driving. They may be making coffee. They may be doing laundry. We all have different behaviors that we take on throughout the day. Be aware of that as a podcaster because that is where your audience is going to be. They're going to be doing something that is more passive than anything else. There was big contention about this. Jeff and I were at a, a conference. I think it was just after Social Media Marketing World uh, years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to uh, – what was it? Podcast San Diego, Jeff? Yeah, I think yeah, it was Podcast yeah. San Diego. And I talked about this very thing. I said, podcasting is still kind of a passive experience when you're listening because it's like radio. And there were people who pushed back on me. And now we see that is that, yes, it is still a passive experience. There can be some active engagement, but it's not as engaging as, say, live radio, but it's passive. And people will listen while they're doing other things. Yeah. Great points. So I kind of I kind of went off the uh, off the deep no, end on that. No. That's good. The point being is that you have to capture them within the first 15 to 20 seconds. Short answer. So I would ask you another question just really, really quick is so like I scroll through like the podcasts that I subscribe. I rarely there's only a few podcasts I listen to every episode, but like and I know I think they do this with Guy is they scroll through and see who the guest is like guys talking yeah. to Seth Godin. They're like, oh, I want I know Seth. I want to listen to him. So I think those titles, especially if you're doing an interview show and we had some people asking questions about interviewing is to add those um your guests as well. Like for even for this live show and when I put it out as a podcast, I'll put, put with Shannon Hernandez because I want to capture all of Shannon's humongous audience and have them listen to my podcast. <laughs> so I really want to do that. So, I mean, so you have to be strategic about this kind of stuff as well. And the, what the point that Grace made and Shannon as well is like grabbing them super, super quickly. So, all right, we're running out of time, but this is so, so fascinating. On, I love this stuff. Go ahead. On the topic of delivering what we promise, we are talking about growing your business with podcasting. So I want to flip this around, Shannon. I want to ask you, why should businesses consider hosting a podcast over any other content marketing initiative? Like we know that they can be doing anything with their marketing time and dollars. Why podcasting? And I want you to tell us too, please, is what are some of the biggest success stories you've seen along the way as far as connecting podcasting with growing a business, either for you or for your clients? Right. Uh, So first question, First question. What was that first question? I'm sorry. There was two questions in there. Oh, there is. My short term memory is so horrible. I like to pile on the questions. I'm like an SAT quiz that way. (laughs) SAT test that way. So why should why should businesses consider hosting a podcast? And what are some of the successes along the way? Right. So okay. So this is a really good question, and um, I get asked this a lot. I was asked this question, and I'm going to be asked. I'm sure uh, coming up in the next week, I'm going to be going to talk for ASU's venture program because they want to know this exact question. Why do I need to do a podcast? Well, let me be straight and honest with you because I would much rather give you the straight and honest answer, okay? You could choose whatever platform you want. It just depends on what you're more comfortable with. I know that there are people who are more comfortable with doing podcasting because they don't have to put themselves on camera and they don't have to look pretty and they don't have to, none of that. They can just do something in their pajamas and record it in their bedroom and they call it a day. But there is no better time to start a podcast for your business because where you might be doing business in the traditional sense of getting leads, whether you're getting awareness to your brand, whatever it may be, you you might have to be doing it in person. And of course, I think that was all really, uh, it, it, the pandemic shaped more of what we would be doing in podcasting as far as getting more leads, right? And getting more people to come into a, a being aware of our brand. And so as a business owner, when you come in and you start sharing your knowledge and expertise about a specific topic, whether that maybe that topic happens to be like, I, I mean, I'm not, this is not a plug, but this is a hydro flask, right? Here's a hydro flask oh, yeah, yeah. Um, cup. So hydro flask could easily have a podcast that talks about, not you know, not just about hydro flask, but they're talking about the different ways in which we can stay cool in the summer, uh, or maybe how we can 
uh, consume different uh, soups or how we make different soups, have bring in different chefs. And not only are they bringing in these different chefs, but they're bringing awareness and they always bring in the idea. Well, yeah, you could use uh, I mean, they don't have to. Say like, yeah, we put these in our hydro flasks all the time. I'd be on an eight-hour hike, and I open up this uh, this container, and it still has soup that is piping hot, and you can see the steam coming off of it. Bringing something like that into your business, whether it be about a product, a service, anything for that matter, allows the business owner to really showcase their expertise and capture more leads. That's at least in my opinion. It may differ for some other people we have to think of the objective of whatever we are trying to do with our podcast. Some people don't want to do that, but for business owners, they're looking for leads. They may be looking for consultations and that's where I see people saying, Oh yeah. Uh, like you can, you can call me up or you can uh, hit up my web form at the slash whatever it may be. And let's schedule out a consultation. It may be a free consultation. It may be a paid consultation, whatever it may be. It's always a lead going somewhere, especially if that episode is interesting enough for them to say, yeah, let me check this out because me as the, the, the producer of the podcast or the host, I'm all like, I am genuinely wanting to help someone out because I know what their pain might be. And I have that solution for them. So if I can be, be that painkiller for them, uh, let me continue to keep podcasting. Mm, that's a great point. Uh, and Sabrina says, Shan is uh, so on point. I really appreciate that. So she, she's, uh, she's getting what you're selling there, Shannon. So, uh, yeah, so that's great. Um, and I think one of the things that there's something about podcasting as a, coming from a business standpoint, there's something really intimate about being in somebody's ears. It sounds weird, and we've talked about it as a passive thing and you're like, well, you know, how do they, how do you get leads and all this stuff? But there's something about being in their ear week over week, giving them great advice of something that they're tuning into that is just, you can't get, even with live video. I love live video because I can react to people. I can pull their comments on. So it's a specialized thing as well. But having it as a podcast, man, being in their, in their head is, there's just something about yeah. that. So yeah. Um, when we think about the consumption of that real quick, when we think about the consumption of that and the modality of delivery in which we are delivering that content, because if we look at a YouTube video versus a podcast, YouTube videos on average, I think, still have about three minutes of consumption. If you're making a seven minute video, people are still consuming about three minutes of that. Right. Because they're watching a different medium. But when we look at podcasting, people are listening for a much longer span of time. And that is a chance for you to become more intimate with them. Uh, because they're you're in their ear, you're on their smart home device, whatever it may be. So the modality may be different and, uh, and and connecting with them is a little bit different as well. Yeah. And I want to bring up Chris Stone gives me and I can't remember the quote exactly, but his point about, you know, businesses starting to podcast uh, for all the reasons we listened before. But also, you know, you mentioned, you know, you don't have to get made up and do a YouTube video. You don't have to get on camera. And also there's less competition still. If you want to be a YouTuber, it's a lot harder to break into YouTube than it is to break into podcasting there. It's still, I think ground floor. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts, but there's still room for your podcast out there. Would you agree, Shannon? Yeah, there's always going to be room. I mean, with the, the amount of podcasts that are out there, people say like, Oh, I forget what it was. Grace, how many people were it, who, how many podcasts are in uh, the syndication platforms, but people look at that and they go, I'm never going to get found. I'm never going to get found uh, uh, as a podcast. I, that's just that's just not true. It's not true. When you start building, like what you said, Jeff, when you start building a network, say on Clubhouse, right. well, there's an audience there who is not aware that you have a podcast and you have way more information that you can share with them. And then so as you do this back and forth marketing, uh, you can able you're able to push them from one platform to the next because people always want to learn more. Just like in radio. We do radio, but people freak out whenever we have something extra that they can <laughs> right. chew on to. And then, like if it's <laughs> the morning show doing something else, they want to consume it. So it's just this ability to be able to push people from one area to the next and have them consume and learn more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So as we're running out of time, because we tend to do that, I want to really quick talk about, you know, podcasting tools and tech. We've had some people yeah. say, what platform should you put your podcast on? Because there's so many. We've had people in the comments, Ian, saying what, you know, what his favorite are. Uh, Peg dropped in a great <clears throat> one, a plugin that Pat Flynn uses. Um Fusebox, which we were talking about putting, you know, um, transcripts, you can do that as well. So there's all sorts of ones. So what does somebody need to get started with podcasting, especially a business owner? And, you know, what kind of tech they need and where should they put their podcast? Yeah. So if 
if cost is an issue, then you can start on a very low level. And I, I talk about this all the time. It, it, you can start very simply, very, very simply at bare bones with a USB microphone, like a Blue Yeti mic, but or you could use an ATR 2100X uh, and Zoom. I mean, that's very, very basic bare bones. Or maybe you're using something like you can use that microphone with Restream uh, or Ecamm. You could do mm-hmm. something like that because those those services are you know still affordable enough for you to say like, okay, I want to invest in this. And so you can use those platforms. But if you want to take it to the next level, you want to use um, equipment for your podcast. You want to get a better sound out of your microphone. You want to have more mids, more highs, more lows, and you want that radio sound, that booming voice sound. Then maybe you get into something at the next level, which would be a Yamaha MG10XU mixing board. And then you maybe want to get into a, a better microphone. You can use like say a short SM58, but uh, a lot of podcasters these days, and you see it everywhere, whether it be on YouTube or whatever, they're using the Shure SM7B microphone. That's what I use currently on my uh uh, you know, my setup and that's all I'm using. That's really all I'm using. Very basic. So that's the hardware that I would use. Um, I've got tutorials that talk about how to use that mixing, mixing board so that you can customize it for podcasting. Uh, but then from there, you can use that. Now, uh, as far as recording it, you can record in Adobe Audition or you can record, like I said, on Restream. That's where you're going to get the meat of where your audio is coming from. So using those platforms to capture the audio and being able to download it, you can do whatever you want afterwards, obviously, to edit it in. Uh, I use Audition, um, and uh, that seems and, and knowing how to use Audition and knowing the process of what you want to do with your podcast inside of Audition would be uh, is very valuable. You could do those same steps inside of, uh, say an audacity which is an editing program that's a free open source software but it's, i've always found it to be buggy um it's great for starting out but i've always found it to be buggy me i jump in right i say just teach me what i need to know in those platforms that i'm going to end up having to use anyway and that's why i've always i mean this, I, this is not a plug i mean i guess it is a plug but this is something <laughs> that i just it's just something that i've always right. used like I, you know last night jeff you asked me you know uh you know, uh, how much have you used Logic Pro? And I'm like, I don't even use Logic Pro. I haven't used it in years because in the industry, radio industry, we either use Pro Tools or we use Audition. Maybe someone out there is using Logic Pro or some other platform, but I'm using Audition. There are some people who use Hindenburg, but I like to use something that is very simple. Um, you just got to know how to use it. You got to know when to play with it. And I've always used Adobe Audition. So using that, and then of course, to get it launched, uh, you obviously need hosting. Uh, you know, for guys, Guy Kawasaki's podcast that you and I both help and produce and edit, uh, we use Simplecast for that. Uh, but you can use Buzzsprout to use that as your hosting platform. And that's really the basics of just getting your right. podcast up and running. If you don't have a website ready to go, great. That's all right. Those are the basics of just getting a podcast up. I would recommend that you work towards getting a website up and running because that's where you would be able to disseminate in your podcast where people need to go to get on your list. Yeah. So I wanted to do a, this is from Mike Alton, our friend, Michael, another Google plus guy from uh, back in the day. He goes, I am loving Shannon's course on audition using it to edit right now. He says, thanks Shannon. So uh, if somebody wants to get your course and, you know, try it all out and, you know, find out more about you, cause we are right at the end of our time together. We need to do a part two because we just, we yeah. just cracked the surface <laughs> of this stuff and Shannon knows what he's talking about. So where can people go to find you, your course? all that kind of stuff yeah just go to the shanman.com and you can see on the front page there i've got multiple free resources as we talked about in this particular uh you know this particular uh live stream uh so go there and then of course you can see that i have courses available right there uh that are available for adobe audition reach out to me personally just mentioned that you were on the jeff c uh, live stream, social media live, Jeff and Grace. Mention Jeff and Grace, and maybe we can work something out and get you in on that <laughs> course. Um, not at list price. All right. So just come on in. You have to reach out to me. I don't do the coupons because, you know, <laughs> people never use the coupons. You right. have to come and directly email me, you know, or, or reach out to me, and then we can work something out. So real quickly, talk about this. Uh, we, we didn't get a chance to really dive into Kajabi, but you use it, and you were talking about how much you like it for podcasting and just real quick why do they why do you like it and why should uh people check it out if they haven't before yeah that that was uh that's i love kajabi at this point in fact i moved from buzzsprout to kajabi because of the feature of the podcasting feature they have set it up it's pretty much 
equally as simple as a Buzzsprout. But the beauty of it and what we're seeing as far as trends are concerned in podcasting is that more and more people want to have a paid private RSS feed. And within Kajabi, they are able to create a private podcast that can be either paid for or it could be, you know, it's just behind a paywall of some sort and you can start monetizing your podcast there. So that's why I liked it because you can cre create it and use it as an offering of additional content. And in turn, you as a business owner are making money. That's why I use it. That's why I will be using it more. Awesome. So as you can tell, Shannon knows what he's talking about, and we are at the end of our time today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Grace, where can people find out more about all things awesome that is Grace Duffy? You can find me over at Restream, as we mentioned during the show, that it's a great place to host your guests and record your content and get that those audio files so that you can get started on your podcasting journey today. So check us out over at Restream. And you can also find me over there. Yes, yes. Make sure you We love you, Grace. We love Yay! you. That's right. I love you, Shan Man. This <laughs> I sent this guy like 40 questions, and I think we got to 10 of them because yes. like, the, yes. You yes. can tell he, he he knows his stuff. So yeah. by the way, we are also a podcast. You can go find us on your favorite podcast player. Just do a search for Social Media News Live. We would love for you guys to give us a rating and review over there as well. Our next show is Friday, November 12th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. You can always find us at Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Amazon Live. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you, Carrie and Gary and uh, Dustin and Mike and all our friends for stopping by on whatever platform you are, and we really appreciate you guys. Special thanks to our our sponsors, Ecamm. If you want to make a show like this one and even a podcast, you can do it with Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. That's socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. With that, Shannon, thank you so much. Thank you for all you guys for being uh, with us today, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.